Gaming Podcast and today we're looking forward to the games that we're going to be playing in 2019 and probably a bunch that we won't get around to because we're broke. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Now we're going to go through uh, in chunks uh, when it comes to uh, stuff that's coming out across the year that actually has a date. But as it turns out, there is a huge fucking list of things that do not have dates. Yeah, Nintendo don't feel the need to kind of tell us when stuff's coming. No, just kind of like, you'll get it eventually. It's coming. When it's done. Uh, but certainly for the earlier half of the year, the date's already out, as you might expect, because yes. pre-order culture is a thing. Um, we're going to use the same uh, setup that we used in our previous episode of Popscorn, uh, where we give ourselves 30 seconds to talk about a game each, unless somebody feels confident enough to take a full minute, and then we've each picked out three games that we want to talk about at length. So, let's not waste any more time, and let's move straight on to January releases. And the first one on the list is No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again. And that's Michael taking a full minute. So, it's an interesting game, this one. Uh, it doesn't seem to be trying... It doesn't seem to be trying to be No More Heroes 3. What it seems to be doing is reintroducing the character of Travis Touchdown to people who've bought the Switch... I'm guessing, presumably, to make him a more viable choice for Smash. I think mm. he's a pretty safe bet to be one of the DLC characters for Smash. Um, this game has gone a bit more of an interesting route and has tried to push the characters and motives that we find in No More Heroes and No More Heroes Desperate Struggle into kind of like reinventions of 80s arcade games, which does fit the motif of the character being a you know like a retro gamer himself before becoming an assassin but they they do seem to be trying to pull forward the plot threads that were left unresolved at the end of desperate struggle i'm not sure plot wise whether this one will actually be the game that everybody's hoping for nor gameplay wise to be honest but if this means more travis touchdown and no more heroes 3 i'm all for it Roll straight into Resident Evil 2 Remake. Do we get a full minutes on this? Oh <laughs> my god. Um, so the Resident Evil Remake that they made for the GameCube got re-released, if you can believe it. Um, yeah. It, right. it came out on PS4 and they buffed it up graphically. Oh. But it looks really nice. Uh, Resident Evil 2 is pretty much the same kind of thing, but remade from the ground up on the PS4 and Xbox One hardware, which I'm sure will please a lot of people. Resident Evil 2 is probably the most fondly remembered of the classic Resident Evils. They seem to be taking the same kind of graphical approach that we got in uh, Resident Evil 6 and Resident Evil 4, taking the new Leon Kennedy character model and going rolling with that. Presentationally, it does look stunning. It does look like a proper fully-fledged current-gen game. And if they've polished up the shooting to be a bit more Resident Evil 4 than it was classic Resident Evil, I think we do have an early hit on our hands. I think this will be um, in contention for, for Game of the Year awards with the horror crowd. I hope you like the sound of Michael's voice, because here comes Kingdom Hearts 3. Right, here's the thing... I don't really know that much about Kingdom Hearts. I've only played the first one and a bit of the second one. Okay. It's not my bag. Um, although I do appreciate the Disney Square Enix crossover mm. stuff, it's never been my wheelhouse. We have a lot of friends who are into it, or at least know more about yeah. it than we do. Um, all I know about Kingdom Hearts is that it's got an incredibly convoluted plot, stretched over tons of games on different platforms and three is the attempt to wrap all of it up maybe sort of but this is a franchise so probably not mm. it's certainly a game that we thought would never see the light of day i think it's an interesting choice to push it out in the january release period uh, because whilst it wasn't a big holiday seller like going up against call of duty and stuff like that it does mean that it's going to be people's first new game of the year so like the christmas money choice as such yeah the early January push-out is never a good sign, but people have been waiting for this game. I think it's going to do well. 
when uh, my girlfriend said that she had played a bit of number one and went to get back into it, I was like, oh, that might be a nice thing because, you know, we just moved into a house. I thought, I'll buy it for PS4. That can be her first PS4 game. I had to phone our mutual friend Sarah to say, okay, I'm trying to buy the definitive collection of Kingdom Hearts. There's at least seven different options. Help. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is 2.8 and Dream Drop Distance <laughs> and all this other shite? The lo- this has got to be the longest video game name ever. Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. And then, like, you add on the game name of the game. That- and especially because, like, one of them contains, like, this new story thing mm. you can watch. It's not even a game, you just watch it. Which means the title of that is Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue Back Cover. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with this franchise? Oh, I know. Oh, God. It's... Anyway, um, I'll talk for a bit now. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my choices. It's Far Cry New Dawn. For an extended discussion. Yeah, um, so Ubisoft having taken maybe like a year out of their... Don't worry, guys, we're not doing annual editions anymore. They're now about to do annual editions of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed is now seemingly back on the one every year. We don't know what next year's is, but I'm sure a key ring or... Some slippers will leak to give it all away. <laughs> some slippers. Yeah, it's getting more stupid every year. Hopefully, it's feudal fucking Japan. It's the only one that anybody oh, wants. Like, every year it's like, this is the year. Oh, no, it's ancient Greece. Okay. Um, I still haven't played that. Hopefully, soon I will be getting that. But, yeah, there we are. Far Cry New Dawn seems to be both, oh, did Fallout um, 76 disappoint you? Don't worry, here's a Far Cry game. <laughs> Wanted a sequel to that cool Mad Max game? Don't worry, here's a Far Cry game. <laughs> Wanted a sequel to Far Cry 5, like a direct goddamn sequel. Yeah. Don't worry, it's a new Far Cry it's game. It's a Far Cry game. I don't know what this means for the franchise going forward. They've now gone post-apocalyptic. And more importantly, they've now gone sequential with the storytelling. Yeah. I don't know whether you can then roll that back and do like, you know, a more traditional Far Cry. Maybe that's why it's not numbered, so they can go back and do a number six set on another island somewhere. Or hopefully do the dinosaur one. Um, instead, this is post-apocalyptic. It's, like you said, a direct follow-up to the kind of all out balls to the wall ending of uh, Far Cry 5 interesting I think it changed up the formula just enough that makes it interesting it's based on the same map which is why they've been able to turn it around so fast obviously there's going to be a lot of um, at least aesthetic changes if not really terrain changes um, in the I think it's, it's like 20 odd years since the end of Far Cry 5 Some it's a, a significant amount of time enough for the world to die out and plants to kind of take back um, the world from the few surviving humans, and yeah, it's full blown Mad Max. Yeah, I'm not really down for this one mainly because it's a, it's a big asset flip. It is literally yeah. using the exact same assets from Far Cry Five, but there were some very fun aspects about Far Cry Five, like the the animals in that game. The yeah. tameable animals were really cool. Be- Cheeseburger is still one of the best yeah. allies you could ever hope to well, have. Well, this one we gain a dog again, but mm. this time it's a wild boar who's their friend. Mm. So it's not cool as a bear, but it'll do. The bear's the best one. Yeah, it is. Um, you get a tiger as well, couldn't you? Uh, it was a cougar. Was it a cougar? Oh, the cougar was awesome. Mm. Um, I, I want to be less interested in it, but I feel like it's the right engine to take advantage. And it's the right type of franchise to kind of... It, it's not full-blown Saints Row in terms of being self-aware of how silly it is, but mm. it, it's it's near it's near enough. So, and I just... I know it's it's really bad asset flipping and it's just doing the same thing year on year and year and we blame FIFA for doing this but I feel it changes up enough and gives us enough new things to enjoy that I don't really you know have a cross to bear against it like I do those other ones um, and most there's no such thing as a bad Far Cry game Primal's as close as we've come. 2 is pretty bad 
I haven't played one or two, admittedly. I jumped on with three. The the, the thing with two was you also needed to manage, like, having the Zika virus oh, or something yeah. like that. That's fucking stupid. Um, but, you know, since Far Cry 3, they've been pretty much the same game. But when that game's good, people don't mind it, and you don't have to make, you know, arbitrary changes to the formula in order to be seen to be doing something different, Dynasty Warriors 9. Not bitter, not bitter. Oh, no, not at all, not at all. Um, okay, now it's time for the good Charlotte simulator that we've all been asking for. It's the anthem. Oh, God. Michael, throw your hands up. Oh, this, <laughs> I was going to say that. Um, I'm not interested in this game. And for, and you think, hmm, giant flying robot Iron Man suits. You think that might be my bag. EA can go and fuck themselves. This is very clearly an, an attempt to rip off the Destiny franchise for all the things that had going through creatively, which you can list on one hand. But no, I'm not interested. That then it's going to be no microtransactions. But you can damn well bet there'll be a season pass. I wouldn't even be surprised if they're going to introduce an online pass. Fuck EA. So instead of being um, yeah, don't I want to be, be just yeah. like you. Yeah. In fact, I want to be just, just like, like you, you Destiny. <laughs> The first initial trailers, I was quite excited in, but it's just a whole like swirling vortex of bad around this game that mm. everyone's seemingly like jumping off already and hasn't even come out. Even the developers on e on the E three stage seem like you know their 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 souls are ebbing away as they were trying to make this thing work. You never know. I've never played Destiny. Wasn't really it passed me by really. I was hoping this was going to be my jump into the kind of big open world shooter games, but. Uh, it's not looking too clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Destiny told. was fun if you had people to play with. It was yeah. it was quite fun, but I don't want another Destiny. I want something different now. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, I haven't played a Devil May Cry game since Devil May Cry 2, so I'm a bit out of the loop. Um, but Devil May Cry 5 is seemingly a return to form. They've got rid of the kind of blackhead Dante. Is it now like original recipe Dante? It, yeah, yeah. Sick. He's got a, a motorbike sword. Cool. <laughs> and it seems to just go, right, we're just going to go back to being insane. Um, I may be interested. The story may have passed me by. I may need a recap on that. But the gameplay has always been fun, and that seems to be back in droves. Maggle! I have to give the cautionary fuck you, because they are introducing <laughs> microtransactions in this one. Uh, yeah, if you can believe it, don't know how that's going to work. Why? Okay. I, it's not going to work. But the core gameplay of a Devil May Cry game is good. They are very, very good hack-and-slash arena games. What this one seems to be doing is just going back, like I say, to the original recipe, getting the original Dante, Virgil, and Nero, and doing... I'm assuming there's going to be three playable characters. That'll be cool, but fuck microtransactions, man. Yeah. Not a great choice. I mean, they're, they're seemingly like... Some people are like trying to kill them off, but I feel there's still games that were in development... That had them. Yeah, there's yeah. like, well, we can't get rid of them at this point. Well, the thing is, they can because there. games have had them and then got rid of them. I know. Well, like, Battlefront 2 did. Battlefront 2, um, although they are back in Battlefront 2 uh-huh. now. Um, but Shadow of Mordor, sorry, Shadow of War, the sequel mm-hmm. Shadow of Mordor, took them out completely. Uh-huh. Although they had them in to begin with, it's now completely gone and they've rebalanced the game and it's a better game for it. Well, see, like I said, I'd never be good with people trying to make money. No. But uh, you've just got to go about it if better. You, if you can't make money from selling a good game, what kind of company are you? You know what I mean? Rockstar did it perfectly well with GTA Five. You yeah. look at that model. I know they, that was one of the most expensive games ever produced, but they gave you an online world that was complete without microtransactions. You can earn everything at a relatively good pace. You can enjoy it. And you can just have fun without spending a penny on it outside of your PSN subscription. But if you want to pay more... 
you can. And now it's the, the single most profitable piece of media in the history of mankind. It makes five million pounds a day. Holy fuck. Um, now, Maggle, it's talkie time. Talk it. It's Sekiro. Sekiro? Sekiro. Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Yes. Okay. It's just Bloodborne, but this time it's ninjas? Basically. Okay. It's, it's got the kind of speed that Bloodborne had. Mm. Um, it's really ramped that up. Um, with, this, with the kind of like... Because um, it doesn't look as grim as uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. It certainly has a little bit more spectacle to it. It's a bit more likely, likely done. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited purely because it's a From Software game. And mm. I, I, I'll be honest, I did want this to be Bloodborne too, because Bloodborne is phenomenal. Yeah. But I understand that Bloodborne was its own beast, but it was a very bleak game. Yeah. There wasn't exactly a lot of happiness in that no. game. Whereas Sekiro looks at least to be trying to do the kind of Ronin thing with okay. the Japanese influences. They've got a bunch of yokai demons in there as well, which is very interesting. It looks fucking quick. I think this is going to be a lot more to get used to. This is going to be like... Like the transition from Batman's Arkham games to Spider-Man PS4. It's that kind right, of, oh okay. shit, I need to be on my speed and A game. Yeah. But it's still going to have the crushing Souls difficulty, hopefully. So I'm okay uh, with that. I've never tried a From Software game just because I don't think... I have legendary levels of patience for mm. most things, but I don't know, it might be beyond the power for me. I may jump on with this one if it gets good enough scores. I think it will. I think it's really got the potential to be uh, a head-turner for those who still already haven't jumped on the Souls hype wagon because a lot of people really, really rail on Souls. Like, they really like to say, oh, I'm X, you know, I'm really good because I can play Souls. And like, yeah. No, they are great games. They're very well-made games and they are very fair in their difficulty. It right. always feels like you've made the mistake rather than the game has cheaped you out. Right. Apart from Dark Souls 2, which was fucking cheap as shit. Um, but Bloodborne is great. I would say try Bloodborne first. Okay. It's a little bit more methodical. This one looks a little bit more acrobatic. Okay, I can deal with that. Uh, didn't someone complete it with a dance mat? Someone completed it with bananas. So... Bananas. They had wired up all the um, bit buttons on the controller, taken the buttons off, accessed the board, and attached electrodes to bananas. So, like, this man just had a row of bananas in front of him and was finishing the game by playing bananas. Some people have too much time. They really do. Like, dance mats and guitar hero guitars, fine. That's that's about as far as you ever need to take. When yep. you're involving the grocery section, that's a bit too much. Uh, okay. Dan, do you have anything to say about Days Gone, Maggle? Uh, I can get 30 seconds. Oh, there's some 30 seconds for you. That's great. So, whilst the engine for rendering that amount of bodies at once looks impressive, it doesn't look anything more than just, oh, it's kind of like Walking Dead, but a bit more mental. It might be good. I don't. It's one of those unknown quantities because I've had such little interest in it compared to all the other big Sony uh, exclusives. This one might be the red-headed stepchild, but... I've been wrong before. Hopefully I'm wrong about this. You are right in that, like, PlayStation already has its standout zombie um, uh, first-party developer game in The Last of Us, and The Last of Us 2 is coming at some point. So I don't know what this really is hoping to achieve, other than it going the other way and being more of an action game than a kind of just tense game. <laughs> a tense type game. Tense heartbreak uh, game. Yes. So 
I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, I was a bit uh, worried about Horizon Zero Dawn until that really... Well, the later trailers really sold mm. me on that, and then it was fantastic. So hopefully it can pull that off. But uh, yeah. it seems like it was like well, that's probably too far in the development cycle to get rid of it, but no one gives a shit about zombies anymore. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Even the main guy in Walking Dead doesn't give a shit about zombies anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know. Even Walking Dead doesn't give a shit about zombies for a while anyway. Yeah. Uh, Rage 2, Michael. Yes. Four minute for you, sir. Lovely. Whack away, Michael. Whack away. First of all, fuck Bethesda. Um, <laughs> second of all, We're it's... fucking a lot of people. I know, right. Um, this really only got made the list this year because of... Where is Borderlands 3 is, is the main question. Right. There's an announcement on the way, surely, at some point. Until then, when we look for that kind of wacky, cartoony, post-apocalyptic game, we have to go to Rage 2. Now, the first Rage was, for all intents and purposes, a mechanically sound game made by id, who later went on to make the Doom remake, which is one of the most fluid games I've ever made. Uh, plus, you've got Avalanche Studios helping out in development with this. They also did the Mad Max game. Mm. So they've made this a lot more colourful than the original Rage. They've made it basically a Borderlands game in the Rage engine, with the talent from Doom. Right. That gets me excited on paper, but it is Bethesda publishing it, so there's probably going to be something going wrong. I really hope there isn't, because this has the potential to be a phenomenal first-person shooter. Skeen Gene. Okay, um, I'm a level with you on your next pick, Michael. Yep. I always thought Crash Team Racing was just the poor man's Mario Kart. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck Darren, whilst we're fucking people. Yeah, I'm on the fuck list. So we, I pulled this one up to, to be a full discussion because I genuinely think that Crash Team Racing is the best racing game ever. I love that game so, so much. And it might be nostalgia, but I did... i tell you what, Darren, in the other room, because we're recording in the second Fortress of Doom today. Yeah, the, um, the Michael's Fortress of Doom. The, the uh, Chateau of Disappointment. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so... In the other room, I have the PS1, my PS1 with my uh, Crash Bandicoot stickers, set up with multi-taps and CTR. Oh, wow. I have tried it, and it is still good. Okay. It is definitely held on to everything I thought it was when I was a child. Mm. And also, the original three crashes, also still really good yeah. to play. But that remake was something else. Yeah, that that remake was one of the truest remakes we've had of any games, and it fits the same kind of result we're getting with the Crash Team Racing Nitro fueled. Then I'm I'm very very excited, and you know this is going to sell gangbusters. They, they're already doing pre-orders, and they're already doing pre-order bonuses. So it's ah. mm. so unfortunately I am going to have to pre-order this game because I do want to play as Nitrous Oxide um. because he wasn't available in the in the original one, and now we get to play as him. It's really cool. They're adding things in, and it looks beautiful. It's a beautiful looking game. The models from the the new one. Ah, oh. I would really like to be proven wrong, but unfortunately, I came to Crash Team Racing late mm. after playing Mario Kart Double Dash, which I think you'll find is the best kart racing game of all time. It is good. So it's not Crash I, Team Racing though. Uh, oh, come on now. But it's Mario Kart Double Dash, which yeah. is the best Mario Kart. Ergo, uh, the it's best the, kart racing. No, it's game. the best Mario Kart. Uh, uh, fine. Um, okay, Shenmue 3. Yep. Y'all's going to have a full million on that. Oh, great. Off you go. The Kickstarter that we all, you know, we thought it was a big announcement when it was coming out. It was like, actually, now you can make this happen. And people did because it's Shenmue. It's a game that does not age well, Darren. Let me tell That's you that. Reports as much. There is a lot of sitting about and fucking waiting in that game just so you can go to a shop to talk to someone just to wait another fucking day. 
These games were revolutionary at the time, but have not aged well. Shenmue 3 needs to be doing something very revolutionary to be even remain relevant, as mm. opposed to a relic of... Remember when games were like this? Remember the Dreamcast? <laughs> Remember Alf? He's back <laughs> in park form. Um, yeah, it's... Whilst we haven't had a game that's really focused primarily on the storytelling outside of the Telltale games, rest in peace, um, then... I don't know. This could go either way. It's already a success because it's already got funded. But all of those people get their copy free. I'm not sure whether Sony are going to make their money back on this one. Mm. Hopefully they make you feel as old as it made me feel. Uh, Kylian Mbappe was the French... He was a teenager at the time. He's now 20. uh, Who basically dragged France to the World Cup final this this year and won it for them. Uh, He's younger than the Sega Dreamcast. Oh. Now, that makes me feel like ancient oh. as fuck. Oh. I know, I know. <laughs> right He's only heart. a few years off being younger than the PS2. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, cool, okay, that's everything we know dates for. Now, the next part of the list is everything we are... I'm going to go as far as say 99% sure is coming out in 2019, but we haven't got a, a date or even like a vague quarter one, quarter two type of thing. Uh, we're going to kick off with Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. Uh, I'll open the scoring on that one. Um, I love both Luigi's Mansions games. I think the 3DS one didn't get a lot of attention just because, again, it was on 3DS, it wasn't on the Wii U. But that may actually play in its favour. It doesn't mean we have to sit through a remake of it, as they've done with a lot of Wii U games. I mean, we get a brand new one. I don't know where else is left to retake that series in terms of innovations um, after doing the multiple mansions of number two. But I'm always up for that gameplay loop over and over again. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion, I've not played the second one, although I think that is primarily because of the 3DS problem, which hopefully will be phased out in the next couple of years, so it won't be an issue altogether. Mm. Be- being on the Switch already means I'm picking this up. The original Luigi's Mansion on GameCube was a stellar launch game. So it will be interesting to see what they do and don't borrow from its sequel, or whether they are going to remain a bit more true to the original, since it is a console game, and stick with one large map. Either way, Nintendo got me interested. They've had very little reason to steer me wrong. Speaking of Nintendo, the Nintendo exclusive we didn't expect to bag, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Yep, I'm in. It's it's Marvel Alliance. I'm, I'm fucking in. I'm so in. I'm so ready. I'm really shocked we didn't get this to begin with. But now, in the prominence of the MCU, we're going to get a lot more interesting characters to play with. Hopefully, we still get the ones we do want. You know, a couple of the X-Men. Throw Deadpool in there. Keep yep. most of the Avengers. And more importantly, make it fucking online ready. For God's sake. I, I, I love having couch co-op. I really do. But make this one online, please. For God's sake. I still miss X-Men Legends, which I preferred to Marvel. I did like lines. X-Men Legends. Um, but that's fine. Um, and we do know the X-Men are in this. At least Wolverine is. So he was in the trailer, so that's all good. I think this means the Marvel Avengers game that Square Enix are working on is not coming to Switch. And this is why they've got this is their kind of Banner Marvel game. I'm excited for it. Hopefully it does a better job of blending the MCU with kind of more comic book styles than the Lego games have done recently, where it kind of came at the expense of ignore all of Fox stuff. Mm. Uh, and hopefully they find a better balance. Hopefully. Another Nintendo game. Yay! Uh, this one is one that I want to talk about. It's Pokemon Gen 8. Yeah. We think it's coming this year we're, we're fairly certain it is and they've never missed a november release window no so. they haven't so you've got to hope that it's coming this year i don't want them delaying it to 2020 admittedly they have only just put out pokemon let's go so it's not like we're short on pokemon action for the switch at no. the minute thankfully so they've already covered that but 
it's the thing that's going to trigger me getting a Switch, which is why I would prefer it to be this year. Yeah. And I think we've already discussed this at, at some point, but I'm very much done with with, with Kanto nostalgia. Yep. I'm done with Kanto. It was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't need it again. No, I'm glad think... that we've had it in HD. Yeah. Now people can stop fucking moaning about it. Yeah. And now we can have the true Pokemon game that everybody wants on console, which is basically the same game we had on handheld, but prettier. Yeah. If want, not the open world one. I want them to go, you know the style on this, all new Pokemon, no old Pokemon until you complete the game. Um, I don't know where they could set it. Like, oh, by the way, if you haven't... Um, me and Michael have been both been watching these. There's a YouTube channel out there. I forget the name off the top of Mr. my head. Mr. Buddy. Mr. Buddy, who does like hypothetical Pokemon regions yeah. that he does a lot of research on and literally maps out, right, these are the towns, this is the country it's based on, these are the Pokemon you could have, here's the story... Really, really good. He puts, there's not a lot of them, because obviously he puts a lot of time into them. Do go and check them out. Mm. Really, really interesting. His pitch for the UK was really good. Yeah. I don't think they'll get it. I think it's time South America got one. Yeah. Because we've had France for... Um, Europe. Yeah, for Kalos. We had uh, Unova for New York. We've had Hawaii for... Um, uh, Alola. Alola, of course it was. Um, so I think it's now time that South America got one. Uh, I don't know... Or Africa. I take that as well. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, obviously we don't know anything about it, so we can't really... We know what we know. one, two Generation 8 Pokemon, but they're two of the worst designed Pokemon in history. <laughs> and that they're not even confirmed to be Gen 8. They might just be a tag-on to Gen 7. Uh, we, we don't know. That's the weird thing about Meltan and Melmetal, is they exist in this void until we get an actual confirmation as to where they sit in the yeah. Pokedex. I mean, we know their numbers are like 808 and 809 or yeah. something like that. I think they're going to be like the Victini of where they're a start of the Pokedex legendary, mm. like he was. Um, yeah, I, I think it doesn't bode well for design. Hopefully that's the worst of the worst, because Meltan in particular is the worst designed Pokemon there has ever been. Yeah, I know it's all, because they're obsessed with alchemy apparently, but oh God, he's an ugly fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Melmetal's at least better. But I don't know how he could have been worse, to be honest with you. No, yeah. that's true. Oh, God. Literally just ditto nut. Yeah, with a wire tail. Ugh, yeah. shite. Um, I'm going to move my next pick up, just so I don't have to get the time right. Yep. Um, we're all in a mood at EA. <laughs> <laughs> and to a lesser extent, we're all in a mood with Star Wars. Yeah. So there's better time for them to announce that there's going to be a uh, an Order 66 Star Wars game, mm. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But... Crucially, it's the Titanfall people doing it. It is. It is respawn. Yeah, so I'm dead excited for that. Yeah, that's it's it's a it's a it's a time period in Star Wars that really hasn't been mined by anything else yet. I think um, Rebels li- largely left it alone. They kind of dealt with like the extreme end of the aftermath, mm. but they kind of been in the thick of it. We we see obviously during Episode Three, we see a lot of the Jedi's we do now get wiped out. At least we think that wiped out. Plo Koon could have survived his plane crash, kind of, sort of. He's a Jedi. So I think it'll be... It's not going to be create your own character run through. I think you'll be you'll be a named Jedi. Maybe not one we've met before, but you'll be a Jedi and it'll play out like a full-blown... What Star Wars 1313 would have been, but this time you're playing as a Jedi. Which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see how much they borrow from... The extended universe, how much yeah. they're going to recreate for their new stuff, or if they're going to steal anything from previous games and now make that elements canon. Yeah. Because as as much as people really didn't dig Unleashed, I mean they kind of dug the physics engine. Yeah. But, but pulling characters like Ram Kota 
out. Yeah. I think that would be fine. I think part... The first Force Unleashed game was pretty good. Mm. Two wasn't. No, two was dross, but, you know. Two really was. Um, I would, yeah, that we've had a lot of time. They're probably, like, what, seven or eight years old at this point? I, well, it was before the Disney acquisition, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so... There we go. Probably even longer than that. So, they've had a lot of time to work on those physics. Because, obviously, being a Jedi is just... He's a perfect video game adaptation mm. and it's, uh, for a lot of things. What the interesting to me is that the title, the t- I mean, the title's fucked to begin with because it's two stages. Yeah, it's Star Wars: colon, Jedi: colon, Fallen Order. Yeah, which is not a great title. However, I don't know whether that means they are bringing the Star Wars Jedi Knight series back. Mm. That's that was my thought. Is that oh, so it's going to be a you know RPG esque um, action adventure game? Okay, which I'm okay with. Mm. I think that can work. Mm. Or whether this is a whole new thing or the, the thing is we literally don't have anything we don't have a logo we don't have a trailer we don't have a screenshot nope. we only know that Respawn have been handed the Star Wars franchise that's all we know we have an awkward interview in an E3 audience <laughs> yeah. that's all we have to go on so I wouldn't be surprised if this actually gets pushed back to 2020 although EA may be sweating on the license because hmm. Disney was not happy about Battlefront 2 yeah like so I, I think they're banking on this one being the one that kind of wins the fanboys back around I mean hopefully I mean you gotta think so cause, but that thing is on every Playstation sale for like dirt cheap like £10 yeah. and I'm still like nope nah I finished the story on my brother's diversion. I'm like, I don't need that. They've just added Grievous and prequel area Obi Wan Kenobi, and I'm still like, nah. Um, so hopefully, we'll, I hope we're going to see more of that soon. I mean, I don't think they may hold on to, to E3, possibly. Um, but with E3 not featuring Sony and Nintendo obviously having their back seat approach to E3. I don't think people are going to be putting as much stock into that this year for whatever reason. I do think we'll probably see E3 start to dwindle now and everybody mm. go down the Nintendo Direct route. I mean, more people tune in for the... I mean, it's probably because of Smash Brothers. But more people tune into Nintendo Direct things than they do live streams for E3 now. So yeah, I It makes a lot of sense and they've saved a lot of money. Well, you could actually have the opposite effect now I think about it. EA might see this as like, well, we're... There's only really us and Microsoft in town. Ubisoft as well, I guess, and Bethesda if they're going to do another one. Bethesda would be smart not to go yeah. this year. Good yeah. God. Oh, yeah, we too are missing out for bigger and better reasons. Um, so they <laughs> might try and own the weekend then and kind of load up with a lot of new... Because I think there's other Star Wars games we know are in the pipeline. Um, there's that one from Amy Hennig who, yeah. who wrote on Uncharted. Or yeah. We don't know whether that's been shit-canned or not, though. So Yeah. But, Fingers crossed we'll see more of that soon. Right, yeah. Skull and Bones. Michael, would you like to kick us off? Yes. So it's interesting because how did we not get this sooner? Yeah. Um, when he's really just taking the the ship sailing mechanic from Assassin's Creed 4 and spinning it off into its own game, it's surprising that it's taken five years. So yeah. it makes me think that maybe they've actually put some effort into this, but then I remember it's Ubisoft, and yeah, it might just be another asset flip. However, if it's good, it's good. And the sailing in Assassin's Creed 4 was good. So I'll give it a chance. I'll play a beta. I don't know if this has been confirmed or not, but I did hear that you can't go on land. Mm. Which I'm like, but no, half the fun of being a pirate is going to islands and ransacking them for treasure. The ship-ship combat will eventually get very boring if it's just that. It worked in Assassin's Creed 4 because you could at any point go on land. That was the worst part of that game was being forced to play an Assassin's Creed game instead of a European pirate game. But yeah, hopefully still could be good. Like I said, it is Ubisoft, but they have taken their time with this one, which is a rarity for them. So hopefully that pays dividends. 
Animal Crossing, Maggle. I've never played an Animal Crossing game. Have a minute. Oh, lovely. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer that this was eventually going to come to the Switch. Inevitably, there is going to be another entry in the Animal Crossing franchise. A franchise that very rarely disappoints its fans and offers much the same experience. It, you can think of it in the same vein as Pokemon, that it's always of a consistent quality, if nothing else. Mm. So, this is a guaranteed moneymaker for Nintendo. Whether or not they will bring over some of the more unscrupulous elements from Pocket Camp that was on the iOS and uh, Android platforms is yet to be seen because with this being a game where you do decorate a house, it is rife with the opportunity to shovel in microtransactions. However, Nintendo haven't done that with any of their main titles as of yet. It's not to say that they don't feature games that do have microtransactions, it's just they only do it on the mobile platforms. Animal Crossing could be the one where it finally creeps its way in. It would be a shame if it did because earning everything in that game was the most satisfying thing about Animal Crossing. Hopefully it doesn't change. Now I've just realised there are ten games in a row that only you will be able to talk about. Oh God. <laughs> would you want me to give you just ten minutes to just discuss at, at, at your own pace, at your own leisure? Tell you what, t- yeah, give me ten and then just yell change and I'll just talk. Okay, that's fine. I'll give you nine minutes because one of them is one of your designated ones. Okay. Off you go. Uh, so Battletoads is coming out this year. It's the sequel that everybody jokingly asked for and didn't think we'd actually get. Um, given the fact that we do have a lot of really cool uh, 2D, 2.5D style brawlers now, it makes sense for this to come back. It's a franchise that can be memed the hell out of and I do think that people will really enjoy it. But the problem that I see possibly popping up is that it was announced at Microsoft's... Um, E3 presentation, so there is potential for it to be a platform exclusive, which obviously is not going to help anybody out because, let's face it, memes are universal, they're not just on the Xbox platform. But, if they get the kind of team that behind Double Dragon Neon, then I think this could be a really, really big hit. It's possibly open before the opportunity to have DLC, introduce new characters, expand the lore if there even really is a lore when it comes to Battletoads, but yeah, I genuinely think that this could be a very, very good, but budget title. Fire Emblem The Free Houses. So, it's fucking Fire Emblem. It's on a console. It's not the first time we've had this, and the Fire Emblem games of the past couple of years have been exclusively handheld. Now they're making that jump to the Switch, because of course they are. This one I'm excited for, it must be said. Whilst I enjoyed Awakening and kind of held the other games at arm's distance because I didn't really have that kind of time to sink into it, Three Houses has me interested because of its uh, more explorative world, bigger art style, and emphasis on larger battles than in the previous ones in the series. That includes all of the console ones. Also, this is absolutely a pick to have its main character turn into a Smash DLC character, You know it's happening. I know it's happening. We all know it's fucking happening. It just really depends on which one they're going to pick. Because instead of creating your own character in this one, um, you actually have a choice. Uh, You get to play as one of the three houses, which would be interesting. My money would be on, I think it's Edelreich, I think that's her name. It's the new woman and her weapon is an axe, which makes her different, which means she'll be in Smash. Medieval. It's another remake, Darren. You all know we like remakes. Yeah. After Crash, after Spyro, it seems like all of the PlayStation mascots are getting another outing. I would like AIDS Odyssey. Yeah, mm, it's already happened. Mm. New and tasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Medieval was the one that makes the most sense because it does actually stand to be improved over its original. If you play its original now, it's still very good, if a little bit clunky and very, very badly animated to a point of comedy. I think you have the actually, actually have the opportunity to make it, while still quite funny and comedic, a little bit more 
on the creepy side, a little bit more unsettling, you know, a bit a bit Stranger Things, a bit Adam's Family. Mm-hmm. So there's opportunities to make this a very, very good game. I'm unaware of who is producing this. I just know that Sony have said, it's happening, here's a trailer. And it does look really nice. Plus, Daniel Fortescue doesn't get the kind of love as a PlayStation mascot that most of the others do. So I'm hoping this leads, like the new Crash games, to a brand new iteration in the franchise. Psychonauts 2. I'm literally about to play Psychonauts 1. I have purchased it on the uh, January PS4 sale. Uh, I've never played it. I know that it is a critical darling. There's a very big cult following behind it. And, yeah, it does seem like we're having a resurgence of the character-based platformer. And rightfully so. We've been many, many, many years without a really good one. We had to wait for Crash to get rebooted before we got a good one, really. I mean, Ukulele was not really there. It was okay. Um, But Psychonauts 2 is one that has a big overarching story from writers we like, like Tim Schafer. It is being produced by Double Fine, so it's the same people who made the first one. It really does make a lot of sense uh, to to make this sequel. I think it was crowdfunded, thinking about it. I might be wrong on that. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Doom was a very, very big release when it came out. It critically lauded. Players love it. It's a very, very fast, fun, frantic, and indeed extremely gory shooter. And this looks to be more of the same, except we get to go to hell this time. Oh my god, I'm so down. I am so down. Doom was one of those few games where it felt like mechanically they were doing something right. They were evolving the franchise. Even if this doesn't really change anything, just gives us a bigger weapon selection and more demons to fight, it's going to be a hit. I'm Yeah, I'm interested. I think I'm going to get this one. Bloodstained. Ritual of the night. This is the ritual of the night. The night. Oh, yeah. The Ritual of the Night! Um, So it's been a while since we've had a Castlevania-style game, and this seems to be the one that's going to do it right. They had a release this year that I think it was called, like, Shadow of the Moon, Bloodstained Shadow of the Moon. There was a bonus game that wasn't meant to really be made. They made it because they made so much money off the Kickstarter. And given that Konami just aren't interested in making games, or good games, really, that's not a pachinko game, it's, it's, it's really... What's the word I'm looking for? It's comforting yep. that this kind of game can continue to exist. It's a proper Symphony of the Night style game. It's got new characters. It's a new franchise, but it's made by the same people who made those uh, Nintendo and PlayStation 1 games so memorable. Whilst I still think there's room to do a big full 3D like um, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, I think we're still a few years off that, off being able to f- perfect the... Uh, well, you can't really call it a God of War clone anymore because God of War's now evolved. Mm. I don't know what I want them to do, but this looks like the thing that I want the most. This is the ritual Rachel of the night. This is the ritual. This is the ritual of the night. Gears 5. Um, I did not play Gears 4. I don't own an Xbox One, uh, but I put it on the list because it felt like Microsoft's last chance saloon to be yeah. honest with you. They've shit-canned a lot of their games. Non- you know, What was that dragon game called? That they got rid of Dragon Scalebound. So that was going to be a big exclusive for them, and they shit canned it. They've really been relying on stuff like Cuphead to keep them going, and that's not a platform exclusive. You can buy that on Steam. So this is the one that they need to get out this year, considering that their new Halo game consists of a logo and a logo only. Um, I imagine this one will come out towards the back of the year, much like all the other Gears titles will, and people will pick it up. Gears is one of those franchises that doesn't really dip. In terms of quality, even the shitty spin-off game from the end of the Xbox 360 was pretty good. Mm. So, 
you know, in terms of like the overgruff cover based shooters, it's probably one of the best ones. I see Gears 5 doing something interesting with the story, much in the same way that Gears 4 reportedly did. I don't know. I haven't played it. But yeah, it's another Gears game. It'll be fine. The Outer Worlds. This is the Fallout game that everybody wants from the people who developed one of the best Fallout games. So it's gone back to Obsidian Entertainment to pick up the slack where 76 horribly, horribly, horribly failed. Uh, it's a game that kind of has that kind of pin-up 50s sci-fi-esque look to it mm. which looks very interesting it's at least artistically trying to be distinct from everything else mm. it's um really emphasizing on the choice-based gameplay as well as its gunplay and retro futuristic look i'm super interested in this one if it's going to be as deep and as complex and sort of narrative narratively driven as we got in obsidian's last big game which was fallout new vegas I am all over this one. Plus, it's a new it's a new IP, and you know how I like new IPs. I'm giving this one a chance. And finally, Session. Nobody really thought that the Skate franchise were going to come back, and it didn't. Instead, we're getting Session, which appears to be much the same thing as Skate and Tony Hawk's, only oh. it's under a different name. It's been a good couple of years since we've had a game like this, so I'm kind of glad that we are getting a bit more variety with that after the absolutely dreadful Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which literally didn't fucking work like oh. mechanically was just broken so if this is even if this is just taking the um the engine from skate 4 or skate 3 or whatever and putting it on the current gen consoles that would be enough to to fill that hole in the market right this game is needed and yeah i'd like something different i think session could be a little surprise hit well done i kind of love hate tony hawk's underground yeah, Tony Hawk's Underground is a phenomenal game. I both love and hate at the same time. I know why. Is that the one with the Jackass one, or is that number two? That's Thug 2. Okay, yeah, Thug 2, I love and hate at the same yeah. time. It is equally shite and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Dangerous Driving, Michael, is the only other one we have from the unconfirmed list, but you would like to talk to it at length. Oh, God. I haven't done enough of that recently, have you, Michael? I haven't, no. <laughs> this is a very me-centric episode. Yeah. So, Darren, do you remember Burnout? Do you remember? Um, I do. Good. Do you like Burnout? I seem to remember liking it. Do you think that uh, the Paradise approach with the open world was maybe a step too far? Perhaps. Then you will love Dangerous Driving. Yay! It's a game I learned about at nine o'clock this morning. Oh, cool. So, but, but given that it is appeared to be going back to what made the Burnout franchise so good, which was, as we all know, Burnout 3 Takedown, um, I'm very excited to have a game like this on the way. Um, it, some of the devs from the original Burnout games have gone off, made their own studio, and are now releasing Dangerous Driving. That is, in all, for all intents and purposes, Burnout HD, mm. which is what I want. Because racing games don't really appeal that much to me outside of kart races, so it's yep. good to see that we get something like this back, filling that little void in the market that was left by Burnout, becoming just like every other yeah. Need for Speed game. We get Need for Speed games near enough every year now. I don't give a shit, though. They're not very good, and no. they're... they're take themselves too seriously they're too realistic mm. this one's back to you win by knocking the other drivers out that's what i really really loved about takedown was that kind of competitive aggressive driving nature and we're getting that back in dangerous driving i am all about it okay that's us done for the stuff we either 100 percent or 90 percent no it's going out next year now we're going from the 80 percent and below list <laughs> um i'll show you for you now and we'll just have a general discussion I sounds think. good uh we've got ghost of shishima dying like two oh. last of us part two yep. death stranding mm. final fantasy 7 remake welcome and out halo 
Infinite. Probably also not coming out. This is pretty much, apart from Halo Infinite being in the bottom, this is pretty much in the list of like likelihood to come yeah. out. I think Halo Infinite would probably be above Death Stranding. I could easily see Halo Infinite, Final Fantasy VII, and Death Stranding, and maybe even Last of Us 2, all being next-gen. I don't know about Last of Us 2. Uh, Last of Us, uh, the original Last of Us was a swan song for the PS3. Uh, yeah. I think if they're smart, uh, the Last of Us 2 will be the last game released on the PS4. Okay, that That's what I'm sense. thinking. Um, I would say, hey, I'll put you this way. If I was going to play one of those games, if I, one, I could force one of those games to come into existence next year, yeah. I think I'd actually go for Ghost of Tsushima over Last of Us Part 2. I think I would as well. Because this is the thing about Last of Us. It's a fantastic game. I don't deny that. Excellently made. Cast and controls are great. I don't look back fondly on my actual experience of playing the game. Right. Because of how tense... And this is... It is all my fault. It's because of how tense the game is. And how kind of murky and sad it is. That it's not a fun experience. Even if it is a good experience. Mm. So, I am excited for Last of Us Part 2. But like... I don't need it right now. Mm. Whereas the team that did Infamous doing Feudal Japan, I would like that sooner. That's a game we don't have enough mm. of. And we're getting we're getting Sekiro that is doing Japanese influence games, but it's not doing the Feudal Japan game. And Assassin's Creed are doing everything they can to not do Feudal Japan. <laughs> so basically, if Sucker Punch <laughs> want to fill that void for us, I will let them. On that list, goes, and after watching the demo at uh, E3 this year yes fuck I want that game because sword to sword fighting is very difficult to do Mm. and like do it properly it looks like it's taking a stab at that yeah which I'm very appreciative of Um, so yeah I would I would like that one most of all I could actually give a shit about the rest of them having never played Final Fantasy 7 I want to play I've been waiting for a remake for a long time just because I feel like if I go back and play the original uh, it's just not going to hold up, unfortunately. The passage of time just means it's just not. Like, if I someone had given me Pokemon Red today, I wouldn't love it that much. I just do because I played it when I was a kid. So I will probably pick that one up. Death Stranding can go fuck itself. <laughs> if anyone, including you, tries to pitch this, oh, no, it's, you just don't understand. It's a great game because of... Huh. But- no one knows what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's Kojima and I have faith. <laughs> I do love Hideo Kojima. He's, at the very least, trying to do something new and interesting. I think he's just trying to troll people. It's <laughs> possible. What's what's the most... How, how, how far down the rabbit hole can I lead people before they give up? Apparently quite far. Do you think he just, like, in terms of concepts for the game, just, like, had random words written on a board and was just throwing darts? Like, toomph, deliveries, toomph, babies, toomph, del Toro. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think he's just I, I think he's just testing things this is like a concept album for him he's just going to go as weird and wonderful as he feels like I'm okay with that though well this thing I'm not a Kojima guy so mm. I, I can I'm looking at this in the outside like I just don't get it people okay <laughs> I imagine you're enjoying some of this don't know what it is but fine um, I don't know what what's Dying Light 2 um, that's the uh, well it's a sequel to Dying Light 1 Darren. <laughs> Um, it was the parkour zombie game from the people who oh, made. Uh, yeah. They, what was it? They made the original Dead Island, but then moved on, and Dead Island Two got handed over to somebody else. Yes. They then shit canned it and gave it to somebody else. Meanwhile, Techland were the people that made the original um, right. Dead Island. They went on to make Dying Light, which was a lot more parkour focused and a bit more realistic compared to Dead Island's kind of like campy, cartoony look. Mm. But Dying Light One's really fucking good. 
And then when they introduced more mechanics, like they they had a whole DLC where they put vehicles in, was really really good. Okay, so it has me excited that they're doing more because it means they can evolve that franchise to even better heights. Whilst the base game itself was good but not blow away, everything they've added to the original mm. has proven to improve the game. Right. So if they're starting on that already good point and then adding more, I'm interested. Was it a narrative game or was it a multiplayer game? Yeah, there was a story, oh, but right, it okay. was a... You could have up to, up to four people going through the story oh, with you. Oh, right, like a Left 4 Dead situation. Kind of. Whereas Left 4 Dead's more level-based, this was a big open world that you right. can explore and climb and collect stuff and, you know... Okay. But you're still experiencing the story firsthand. You just have other people with you. Cool. Okay. Um, I think that's everything. I've just remembered. If I can't remember the name of it. Do you know the game we all saw at E3 and thought looked cool? The bullet time matrixy type thing? Control? Was no, that one? no, no. It was like a like a 2D animated one. Like a gorilla's video. But it was like a twin stick thing and he's like shooting at all the Oh, animals. shit. Yeah. What um, was that called? Fuck, I can't remember. Because no. that one looked good. Oh, God. Something about bananas. Was it Bear Bananas? Yes, it was. It was uh, Pedro. Pedro. My friend Pedro. My friend Pedro. That was it. And there's bananas in the logo. That's the one. Uh, I'm just going to double check it. He's called My Friend Pedro. Here we go. Talk amongst yourselves. That's the name of our other podcast. It's you can go My friend Pedro. There it is. Yeah, I think that's this year as well. And it looks unbelievably good. I cannot wait for that. Um, Yep, release date 2019. For the Switch of all things. Okay. I'm in. Oh, wow. Oh, you lucky bugger. See, I really, I really, really hope Gen 8 this year for Pokemon because yep. that is what the Switch has been. I'm waiting for that and then we'll go back and buy everything else. <laughs> so I really need that because this game was like yeah, one of I, the best things that came out of E3. Because otherwise you'd need my Wii U to play Breath of the Wild again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't be doing with that business. I still haven't played all the DLC and that, that's driving me I haven't insane. played the DLC and I've, uh, I've plugged over 90 hours into Breath of the Wild again. I love that game. It's, it's the best game ever made. Um, great, okay, that's everything from this year. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Maggle plug. Uh, you can go and follow the sites on your social media of choice on Facebook, Twitter, or SoundCloud under the username FowleyNT. That's F O U L E N T. You can go follow me personally and at that Mike Owen on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can go follow Darren on Dazza the G on Instagram and The Gutteridge on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. We have kept this under an air. Go team! Yay! Um, that's basically everything for a wrap-up and preview um, podcast now, all in the bag. Uh, so you can go listen to all of them on our website, fairentertainment.com. We will now soon be recording pitch episodes, uh, and then we're going to hopefully try and get something more regular on the site, more of an actual set day, a set show um, for you going forward in 2019, because we have plans in motion for 2019. We do. That we will announce on our first kind of, hopefully... If not weekly, bi-week, not bi-weekly, fortnightly show. We're not doing a fortnight show, everybody. Can't not fortnight, Jesus. Uh, quite, yeah, we really don't, we let these things pass, even though we have a video game podcast. Yeah. Oh, I've, also the Fortnite story mode's out next year. Yeah. Yay. I've played all of 10 minutes. It sucks. <laughs> I keep dying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the kids are into it. Uh, so, yeah, keep tuned to 2 We'll keep you informed on all of that. And thank you very much for listening once again, and we'll see you in the next Pitch episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.